0: spooky legends past, down through generations, to haunted locations that hold a ghostly past. Come one, come all, come blinders and seekers, hear the
1: Creepy Side of Neepa.
0: Welcome to the Creepy Side of Neep. I am Dan Kozlowski. I'd like to take this time to welcome all new listeners and also our repeat loyal fans. If you haven't already, please take the time to like, subscribe, or follow The Creepy Side of NEPA on whichever podcast platform that you're listening to us on. And also, be sure to follow WNAP's Creepy Side of NEPA on Facebook. That is the best way to always keep up to date with the latest show information. We have a very interesting episode planned for you tonight. Our guest tonight is Shannon Jones. Shannon is author of Susquehanna Lore. She has been collecting stories and legends all surrounding the Susquehanna River. Shannon, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. So, Shannon, I know the Susquehanna River is a very large river throughout our viewing area, and most people can relate to it, but I haven't really heard too many legends or stories surrounding it.
1: I feel like unless you're really living like right on the river and talking to some of the older generations, it's not something you hear too much about unless you are really in to like the cryptozoology stuff with Bigfoot mm-hmm. or Chessie, the Chesapeake Bay monster. Those are the only two items that people really seem to talk about.
0: Yeah. They're kind but, of a, a household name, if you would.
1: Right. Right. And, there's so much more to it than that. Along the Susquehanna River and in the valley, we have tall tales that are kind of in the same vein as Johnny Appleseed with a our cherry tree jack. And the Susquehanna River had the boatmen, rafters, kind of river pirates flowing down to the Chesapeake Bay. And that's where the Susquehanna River comes out. And, of course, the Chesapeake Bay has pirates. So there's a lot of interesting legends and history that can all go along with the river itself.
0: I know the river dates back many, many years. What are some of the some of your favorite legends surrounding the Susquehanna River?
1: Well, one of them, since I just brought him up, is Cherry Tree Jack. Because growing up, I always really loved... Johnny Appleseed and one day I came across you know another legend tall tale with kind of a similar style name and that's Cherry Tree Jack who was a real person just like Johnny Appleseed and Cherry Tree like he fought in the Civil War he was in the 108th Pennsylvania Regiment in the 11th Cavalry. and he was medically discharged around 1862 from the military and then just went on to be what they call a jam cracker on the river. It's one of the people that would flow down with all the logs coming from up around New York down towards the Chesapeake. And he'd help break up the log jams that formed because you have so many logs flowing down the river. And right. It, The Susquehanna River itself is 444 miles long, and these logs would flow about 300 miles of it. And he's credited with supposedly breaking a famous seven-mile jam at the mouth of Chess Creek around 1875. There's not a lot of information I could find on the exact event. He just kind of gets a credit for it, and then... Henry Wilson, who wrote Pennsylvania folk songs, he wrote a song about him and breaking the jam. So it's, it's just kind of neat the whole way around and not something most people, I think, would have heard about.
0: Now, was he located right down there by the Chesapeake Bay?
1: He flew down to the Chesapeake Bay. His um, seven-mile jam happened at Chest Creek, and he is buried in cherry tree pennsylvania which goes along with his right name of cherry tree and that's where a lot of the jam breakers are supposedly buried they're all together there and the uh rafting and logging on the river was pretty big until around the early 1900s and then it fizzles out
0: yeah that's something you're not here of today
1: no, not at all. It There was a story that I read in a local newspaper where in the 1930s, a group of people tried to recreate rafting down the river like the men used to do with the logs. Mm-hmm. But it didn't go well. And the raft tipped over. And everybody fell in the water except for two people. And then they gave up on it. And the raft itself floated all the way down to Fort Hunter and Harrisburg.
0: Oh, so the raft made it way farther than the people did.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah the people gave up, and the raft just kept going down <laughs> to Harrisburg.
0: What are some of your other favorite stories? I know there's some more on the creepier side also, isn't there? Legends?
1: Yep, there's a few creepy legends, and a lot of these legends we have to give original credit to a historian named Henry Wharton Shoemaker who went around in the early like, 1900s collecting a lot of the oral traditions. So when I started researching the legends, I looked at the basis of some of his stories and then dug deeper into the history. And one of my favorites from that is the Siren of Loyal Sock Creek. Loyal Sock is a tributary of the western branch of the Susquehanna River. It's a little further up from the Harrisburg area. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of different versions. The first version I ever heard of, supposedly, the story dates back to the 1850s when there's a lot of rail workers coming through the area and they were seeing this woman in the creek and she would, she, they call her the siren because like the sirens in Greek mythology, she sings and lures men into the water to drown. And the first story I heard said that it was a Native American woman who is the siren. But considering the date of 1850, it doesn't really work for the history of the area. And then I heard another version that said it was an immigrant family whose daughter was murdered by one of the rafting men on the Susquehanna River. And he was never found out or charged with the crime. So her ghost kept reappearing in the creek where her body was left and singing a very beautiful, luring song to bring in the other men rafting on the river so she can drown them in retaliation for her own death.
0: Yeah, I was almost going to say it almost sounds like some type of revenge she's trying to go after.
1: Right, right. And usually when you hear a story of a female who died, it's I found usually it's linked to a murder or something really, really tragic. And then luring the men in, it's like, well, I guess we can assume that her distaste of men is linked to her death. But it's definitely interesting.
0: Yeah, I agree. Definitely, anytime you look back on history and find the legends and how they all started, I find that very interesting.
1: Me too. And I also like looking at the legends. And when we talk about folklore, it is a mix of legends, ghost stories, and even cultural traditions. And I find the ghost stories really neat as well, besides the legends. And then looking into... this place is haunted. What could have happened that caused the haunting? Who could be involved? This story—it's a ghost and a legend. There's not much historical documentation besides the oral history.
0: Right, and every and, legend we look back, there's some, there's some piece of history that it all started from.
1: Right, right, and another one that kind of ties into this one is there's also a water witch story that ties into the Susquehanna River.
0: Before you start, though, what exactly is a water witch?
1: So in terms of the legend, that's how it ties in. A water witch is a woman who forms from drops of water from the river and is an entity that takes the form of a human woman that looks like a person that her soon-to-be victim knows.
0: Interesting, because I, ne- I never heard of a water witch up to this point.
1: Right, yeah, there's a few stories that kind of tie into witches along the Susquehanna, but they're very hard to find, not normally spoken. About. I think, Actually, I think I know of two, and this is one of them. So they are very rare in terms of the folklore for the area and uh, this particular water witch Mm -hmm. uh, in shoemaker's book he talks directly to an older man who claimed to have seen the water witch he was out hunting and he said he was just laying there on the ground resting because he wasn't doing well with hunting he was trying to get bears and From everything I've ever heard, they're notoriously hard to hunt. And from kind of the corner of his eye, he saw leaves blowing in the wind. And it looked like it started to take the form of a person. And as he watched, you had the leaves coming in, the wind, water droplets from the river. And they formed a beautiful woman with He said she had like chestnut curls and blue eyes. And as he put it, a very feminine pouty mouth, like pouty and beautiful. And he really got into the description of her. He said he went on to tell her how beautiful she was, how he fell in love with her instantly. She reminds him of somebody that he knows. And he asked the He's like, are you the soul of that person that I know? And the witch laughs at him and says she is not, but now she has found him and trapped part of his soul in the river with all of her other souls. So when he dies, he will also become part of the river. Well,
0: very interesting story. Yeah, I never heard of one of a water witch before. Mm Mm-hmm. In what yeah, so, area did that take place, you believe?
1: I'm trying to remember. That is that is actually rattlesnake run is where that took place. I'm not sure where Rattlesnake Run is. It's
0: Well we know it was right along the Susquehanna River somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's either along the Susquehanna River itself or linked to the the valley area. It's one of the two. Mm-hmm. So all the legends that i found before it's all considered susquehanna region which is fairly large i I don't think most people realize how large it is and how much of how many valleys and mountains and everything we have that covers a large
0: area that's for sure
1: yeah yeah would you let me to share another story or sure okay i don't know if you had one in particular you were thinking about
0: I know you were um, touching a little bit about Bigfoot and zoology and stuff like that, cryptozoology. So maybe something along those lines, if you have one available?
1: Um, That would mostly be Chessie, who links to the Chesapeake Bay. So Chessie is, I would define it as the Chesapeake Bay's version of the Loch Ness Monster, because it's said to be like a plesiosaurus style, you know, water dinosaur with the flippers and the long neck and everything and there were sightings there's supposedly sightings in the 1800s and early 1900s of Chessie but of course the Chesapeake Bay has many many sea creatures in it including sharks there's a variety of sharks that swim in the Chesapeake Bay so it might be you never know if it's like an actual creature or something else that kind of pops up a little bit. But going with that, I have a kind of fun personal story that ties into it. Because my family, when I was a kid, they always used to go boating on the Chesapeake Bay. We'd drive down overnight and we would go crabbing for blue crabs. And it was this really old-fashioned way of doing it where you have a stick, rope tied to the stick, tied to a piece of chicken, and you throw it in the water. And then when you feel something tug on it, you have to churn the piece of wood so that the rope starts coming up and twisting around the log. And as soon as you see the blue crab, you take a net and try and catch it.
0: Interesting way of doing it, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting, time-consuming way of doing it. It's a lot of fun. Usually at the end, we would catch maybe half a bushel and then buy the rest. But one day we're out in our little boat. It was a little motorboat that if it broke down, you could row it back to the shore. And my grandfather kept sticking his hands in the water to wash off the chicken juice. And every time he did, we could see this big brown hump of something Rise up out of the water and go back down. And it did it twice. And we just could not figure out what it was. It didn't have a fin on the back like a shark. It looked too big right. to be a turtle. Still have no idea what this was. It was just a big brown hump that rose up and went back down. But we were pretty near shallow water. So I would not think that it was actually Chessie. Chessie, I would believe, would be a little bit bigger.
0: You would think, you never know, but you would think so, yeah.
1: Right, right. Other than that, uh, when it comes to Bigfoot stories, it's usually along the lines of, you have to have sightings there. It's the woods, it's the mountains along the Susquehanna. Something has to be out there. But I've I've never seen anything.
0: I had a few people come on and talk about Bigfoot in the past, and it always seems that Bigfoot, for some reason, follows power lines. I'm not sure why. That's what I heard, though
1: interesting
0: i don't know if he uses it as a way of direction if they're attracted to it of some kind that i can't say but that's what they were telling me in the past
1: that's interesting yeah um where i live because i live along the susquehanna river probably towards the middle of it Mm -hmm. and it's also next to the appalachian trail so i would think that bigfoot would be up around the trail area and the mountains just chilling i mean we have black we have black bears and everything, so a big, hairy animal moving through the forest.
0: Not out of the question.
1: Right, right. We probably just think it was a bear running through.
0: Now, is that how you got your interest on the Susquehanna R- River, living right next to it and all the stories surrounding it?
1: Partly my interest in folklore and ghost stories actually take back to the 90s, when I discovered Mark Nesbitt's Ghost of Gettysburg books. Okay. And that really hooked me into Ghost itself. And I love fairy tales. And when you dig into fairy tales, there's a lot of interesting cultural ideas and folklore that come from them. And between all of that, I gained an interest in folklore. And then moving into Folklore that a lot of people don't seem to talk about or pay attention to, like the Susquehanna River, or even the part of the river I live on is linked to the Appalachian Mountains, and there's a lot of folklore with that, too. And it's not always things that you hear about, I think, if you live outside this area.
0: Yeah, people that live right here sort of take it for granted or... A lot of the stories have been lost throughout the years because nobody ever wrote them down.
1: Right. A lot of things have been lost. And also, just kind of going off talking about the mountains and kind of the more cryptozoology kind of things. It reminds me of how in Chickie's Rock area, which is short between, well, it's kind of near Columbia. And and the the Lancaster County area. And they have these little creatures called the Alba witches, which are little creatures that throw apples at you as you're walking the hiking trails.
0: Interesting. Now when you say little creatures, do you have any description of them?
1: I think if I do. I'm just
0: trying to think, are they like a like a monkey kind of pert thing creature or
1: I almost think that they were described as little monkey-type creatures. Okay. But let me remind myself here. I pulled out my books to keep them handy so I wouldn't forget anything as we went along. Um, Of course, I don't see that I noted anything about the Alba, which is I did note the local legend about a old woman who supposedly lived on the land that later became chickies rock park and she was forced from her home possibly due to the iron furnaces in the area because when an iron furnace goes up it becomes an entire community itself they cut down all the trees to use at the furnace and in retaliation of having to move from her home she cursed the land
0: no this was the and- same land where the I forget the name. I'm sorry. Albert Chicky.
1: Yeah. The Al- Alber witches.
0: Alba witches. This is the yeah, same the land Albert... where they were seen.
1: Yes. Yep. Okay. The Alba witches of Chicky's rock. You have the little. I always heard them described as creatures that throw the apples. And then you have the old lady who cursed the land.
0: So I wonder if something nice. to do with the curse.
1: It could be because the land itself does have a lot of tragedies that happen there. Uh, At one point, there was an amusement park set up in the Chickie's Rock area. It was supposed to be a peaceful recreation area, and it ended in 1896 when one of the trolley cars that they had for the amusement park crashed on its way to the nearby town of Columbia, and it killed six people.
0: Well, yeah, that sounds tragic.
1: Right, so... Definitely whatever was, whether somebody cursed the land or not, it does have a lot of weird and tragic things that happened. And people say that there are a lot of hauntings that go on in the park with canal workers who worked the, cause Susquehanna river, we have the canal that runs for a lot of it. And um, according to like, newspapers and history, a man was killed in a riverboat accident in the on the river just outside the park. And then it's also said that the and this is digging into kind of the colonial legends talking about what the natives who lived in the area believed. So I'm not, it's like third, fourth hand accounts of it all. But they said that the native Americans believed that there were shadow people who haunted the land. And have you come up with shadow people before on your shows?
0: Yes. I have heard of shadow people a few times.
1: Yep. If they say that there's shadow people here, which they date to, native american legends but i don't i don't have proof of that beyond the settlers coming through and saying oh yeah they were here before we got here
0: and a lot of the early settlers always seem to form their establishments right along the river back then right i know growing up my grandparents used to live along the susquehanna river in the plymouth area and they used to always find arrowheads and stuff like that by the river
1: now i have never been lucky enough to find an arrowhead even though I live along the river, there is a French and Indian war site, a uh, fort site near where I live. Geneiata College has come out there to do archaeological digs, and they found old coins and everything. I'm like, I'm so close to all this history, and I found nothing. I found an old glass bottle in my yard one time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be my luck also. Mm-hmm. So your book is titled Susquehanna Lore. It's all full of legends and stories all on the Susquehanna River. If someone was interested in picking up a copy, how would they go about it?
1: It is available on Amazon. And so I'll be at the Fort Halifax Festival the first Saturday in May. I will have signed copies of my book available. And I will also have a little bit of a table set up talking about the related folklore it's not susquehanna but folklore related to the appalachian region with their plants and how plant medicine was used during the colonial times
0: very interesting and once again if they were interested is available on amazon you said
1: yes it is available on amazon
0: is this the only book you've written or have you written a few
1: So, this book, I started writing a book on kind of Pennsylvania ghost stories and legends. And there might be an old copy of that floating somewhere. And then I added to it, refined it, and released Susquehanna lore. I also have a book on Civil War ghost stories, which covers pretty much Gettysburg. Down through Civil War sites in Georgia. Okay. So it it's spread kind of throughout everywhere.
0: Well, you sorta of seem to specialize in the lore legends and ghost stories.
1: Yes. That yeah, is that's, big interest that's of mine. Thing. Yep, me too. Yep. Well, and that's what's so great about folklore is if you want to look at history or legends or ghost, folklore covers everything.
0: Yeah, it sure does. Yep, I agree. And it's especially it starts off with history and people have been passing down these stories for so many years that they change a little bit, but you get to learn a little bit about the history. You get to learn about ghost stories and the people of the past.
1: Right. Yeah. I was going to add in at one point, I'm like, this is the legend that I learned, but it might not be the same legend that somebody else knows.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because
1: there's, there's always variations to all of it.
0: Yep. And like I said, some of it has been lost over the years because nobody wrote it down. Right. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. You had some very interesting stories along the Susquehanna River.
1: Oh, Thank you for having me.
0: Have a nice night. You too. Thank you for joining us on the creepy side of NEPA. As always, if you have an idea for an upcoming episode, or maybe you just want to say hi, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at ghost at com. Again, our email address is ghost at com. Or you could also contact us through our Facebook page, WNEP's Creepy Side of NEPA. Until next time, enjoy the creepy side of NEPA. This has been the creepy side of NEPA. If you have a spooky story that took place in northeastern or central Pennsylvania, send it to ghost at WNEP.com for your chance to share it on an upcoming episode. We're dying to hear from (laughs)